The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world and get ready for some great derby programming today. You know, this week on the show, we've got some great guests, Johnny Avello, who is a legend in the gaming industry, and he's going to give us some tips and tricks about uh, gaming and placing bets on the great contenders for the Kentucky Derby. We also have Ben Trainer from Time to Play, and he's going to talk about some of the research they did to help you pick a winner for this year's Derby. That you're going to find really, really interesting, including which coat color of a horse wins the most. And of course, Darren Rogers, he's going to kick off the show. So let's get going because we've got a lot of Derby action to talk about. It's the 148th renewal of the greatest two minutes in sports, and it will run on May 7th. While I don't know if I'm going to be in attendance at Churchill Downs this year, I want you all to get the scoop directly from the man himself. So joining us today is Darren Rogers, the Media Services Senior Director of Communications at Churchill Downs. A big hello to you, Darren, and thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, Charlotte, it's always good to be with you. Happy Derby. Such a great time of year here in Louisville and uh, around the rest of the country as we build up towards the first Saturday in May. Should be another great year. And you know, the nice thing is I got you early. You still look fresh. I know as the days go on, you're going to have lots and lots of interviews and you're going to be tired of telling the story over and over and over. So I'm glad that you're here with us. Oh, so glad to be here. No, you know what? That's the beauty of Derby. We never get tired of telling the stories. You know, so much has happened in the last three years at Churchill Downs from the disqualification of maximum security in 2019 to obviously the coronavirus delay in 2020. And then, of course, last year's controversy with um, Bob Baffert and, you know, the winner Medina Spirit. But the Kentucky Derby has produced more than it's, you know, like I said, more than it's fair share of drama in the last three years. But really, I like to think that KY Derby is so much bigger than all of that. It's an American tradition. It's woven into the fabric of United States history. Can you opine about the importance of the race and the unfaltering, I guess, really race for us as Americans? Absolutely. I mean, as you said, it's a slice of Americana. And, it, you know, it, you know, it didn't start out that way back in 1875. It wasn't until the early 1900s, um, right around, you know, the years of 1915 to 19, 
1912, 13, 14, 15, that really started to hit its peak. And that, and that was, you know, the Philly regret won the, uh, the beat the boys in the Derby for the first time. Uh, you had old Rosebud win by, you know, record lengths. And then uh, you also had a, uh, the, the, the largest long shot in the race paying $91 um, wow. way back when. And yeah, it, it just, that all culminated with Colonel Matt Wynn, who, you know, was the general manager of the track. Uh, he was a former, you know, clothier in Louisville. Uh, he, he made, you know, suits for a living, but he was a great businessman, uh, a, a great lover of horse racing and Churchill Downs. And they implored him to uh, uh, leave that business and, and, and join the Churchill Downs management team. Uh, he's the one who uh, recruited uh, journalists to travel to Churchill Downs from around the country, promoting the great race. He's the one who lured the first celebrities to Churchill Downs. Um, and, 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 and ever since those early 19 teens, you know, the Derby's had this massive upward trajectory and it's a, you know, it's, it's so much more than just a, a two minute horse race, you know, here in Louisville, it's a, it's a two week, uh, you know, whirlwind of events, you know, last weekend, uh, we had the thunder over Louisville, which is an outstanding fireworks show where more than a half a million people attend, um, to, to launch like our city's derby party, all the events that go on leading up to it. As for the race itself, I think what makes the Kentucky Derby so special, you know, take a take an athlete like Michael Jordan. You know, Mike, Michael Jordan early in his career, you, you know, faltered with the Chicago Bulls in the NBA playoffs. Say they made it to the finals, but they couldn't get over that hump. Uh, but he always had a chance at redemption. It, and, and you had a chance to get back to those finals the next year. Our athletes, the thoroughbreds, you know, 20,000 thoroughbreds are fold annually. Uh, about half of them make it to the racetrack. Um, but by the age of, you know, three years old. So now you've whittled that down to 10,000. We close nominations for the Triple Crown, where the, 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 the most elite of that generation, we refer to it as a, as a crop. Right. So we're in 2022. This is the crop of 2019 when these foals were born. About 350 of them are nominated to the Triple Crown. We have a 35 race series leading up to the first Saturday in May where horses accrue points by finishing in the top four positions of races. And that's going to determine the 20 best horses of those 20,000 foals to compete and try to get the roses, uh, you know, draped uh, across their withers on the first Saturday in May, there's going to be 20 of them lining up next week. And it's a heck of an accomplishment to get there, but there's only going to be one winner and they only get one chance. And I think that's what makes this, this Kentucky Derby so endearing as a sporting event. And then all the, the, the traditions, the pageantry, the food, the fashion, the celebrities, the uh, traditions, I think that's what makes it that slice of Americana that you were referring to. And it will endure. No individual is greater than this event. You know, when you think about all of the world events that have happened during this time, the oh. fashion, the clothing, the history, the wars, the shortages, the economic problems, the change of status of people. When you look at 
an institution like Churchill Downs, you've seen it all. And I also embrace the fact that you always embrace all of your history. And that can include, you know, your, you know, the year that you celebrated, you know, Black Lives Matter. And I say that because I think that's a term that people just throw around, but that show the history of African-Americans in the Kentucky Derby. Or, you know, when you have the wonderful collection of beautiful toppers in the Kentucky Derby Museum, one of my favorite museums in this country. Just being able to announce the race for fun when you go in the Derby Museum. And I think that's so reflective. When I go to Churchill Downs, that's what I think about. It's part of our American fabric. And I, I want people to understand that. You're exactly right. It's very important to acknowledge our history and, mm-hmm. and and acknowledge wrongdoings in the past. I mean, you know, the Jim Crow laws uh, basically wrote out the African-American jockeys early, you know, in the early stages of Churchill Downs, the early 1900s, after they won, what was it, 18 of the first 25 derbies. Exactly. But you also recognize that it was of the time like this isn't a conversation about race or race relations. It's just understanding how it all wo- is woven together, it, you know, on the red, white and blue. And that's kind of, you know, what I want people to understand other than, you know, so many times people say, oh, you went to the Derby, you're going to the Derby. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's great to get all dressed up and have a mint julep and buy and get a hat from Christine, of course. But it's more than <laughs> that. You know, it's part of this long-standing tradition, and every year I always want to find out something new and something exciting about the history. But, you know, Darren, we're up against a break, so hang on with us and, and come back, and we'll pick up the conversation in our next segment. The sun shines bright on the old Kentucky home. Tis summer, the children are gay. The corn tops ripe and the meadows in the blue while the birds make music all the day. Hi, I'm Julia with Tevra Pet, and today I'm going to be talking about Tevra Pet Muscle Relief Gel. First developed for racehorses at Churchill Downs, this powerful muscle relief formula features a potent blend of pure green-lipped muscles sourced from New Zealand. Tevra Pet Muscle Relief Gel helps improve mobility with quick and powerful results. This product works great for senior dogs, like Skye. Tevra Pet. Happy tails start here. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. I'm pet expert Charlotte Reed, and I want to remind you how important it is to protect your pet against fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes with preventative tablets and topicals. By giving your dogs and cats preventative meds throughout the year, you are protecting your pet from Lyme disease, heartworm, flea allergies, worms, and more, causing unwanted and costly vet bills. Most importantly, these parasites can infiltrate your home, causing you and your family's health to be compromised. Remember, healthy pets healthy you. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. 
They're off in the Kentucky Derby. Hey, we're back on the Pet Buzz with Darren Rogers, the Media Services Senior Director of Communications at Churchill Downs, talking about this year's Derby. Along with the history for me and the great show that you guys put on every year, but we know this, the show is only as good as the folks who help put the great event on, right? You're absolutely right. Talk to us about the folks at Churchill Down as well as the Louisville community, because I I want to recognize them. Yeah, it, it, I, I sometimes get emotional talking about it because especially now that we're in the heat of, the, of, of preparing to host 150,000 people here, the, the, the team that puts their heart and soul to putting this on, you know, it starts almost immediately after the previous year's derby. You know, you do deep dives, meetings. What are the new experiences we can try to deliver? What can we do better? What did we do wrong? And the amount of manpower and the work around here at Churchill Downs, you know, there's only about 200 seasonal and, 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 and year-round employees here that work at Churchill Downs Racetrack itself. But I think of, I think of the, the, the people in our greenhouse, uh, the team that you know, makes the, 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 the place look so beautiful with the roses, the tulips, the amount of care that they're out there right now. I think of our, our, our operations and maintenance team that does set up right now as they're going, you know, we get ready to open our doors uh, for opening night on, on Saturday, April the 30th. You have a team of individuals up there with a wash rag cleaning every seat. There's a lot of seats here at Churchill Death. A lot of It'd seats. It'd be monotonous. But the, the, the amount of care and, and preparation that this team puts forth with long hours, um, not a lot of sleep this time of year, uh, it, it, and, and to make this place shine like it always does on Derby Week, um, it's, it's always gratifying, you know, to see the smile on faces. And that's what's going to be so great this year. You know, we're, we're, we're back to normal. Mm-hmm. You know, last year we were at about, you know, 50% capacity. There were 50, not even that, it was 50,000 people that were on hand for the Derby. Whereas, you know, you're, we're, we're going to see a crowd in the neighborhood of 150,000 mm-hmm. come Derby day. Um, so it was great to have the, the fans back in partial last year. If we can get good weather, I think we're going to have a great Kentucky Oaks and Kentucky Derby. The Oaks is probably the most famous, or I'm sorry, the probably the biggest sporting event, the most largely attended sporting event in the world that nobody's really heard of in the sense that it's the Derby sister race. It takes place on Friday, Uh but we'll have 120,000 people on hand. Uh, Yet, you know, you watch it on uh, uh, NBC's USA network. Uh And they'll probably have about 300,000 viewers. So right. it's, 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 it's such a Louisville thing, a Louisville sure. thing at the races. And sure. it's, it's a, it just makes a great part of this uh, spectacular two-day event. that's really become a, a, a week-long of festivities. You know, one thing that I always, like I said, love is just coming to Louisville and really, I guess, basking in the glory of you Lavillians, because everyone is so on board with the Derby. They're so helpful from the people who let you park across the street. The uh, entrepreneur, I like to refer to them as our entrepreneurial neighbors. To, you know, going to the chic boutique to see Christine or running into someone when you're shopping. Everyone is so committed and so nice and so supportive. It's like everybody's on board. That's yeah. kind of how I feel. So I want to, you know, I want to applaud 
the Louisvillians because I want to say thank you for giving me so many wonderful derbies over the years. Okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. So talk to us about Derby Weekend. I mean, you talked about the Oaks. What what's what's exciting? Okay, well, I mean, there's I mean, there's plenty of things to be excited about. You want to talk about the field? Tell me about the field. Go ahead. I, I, what's I, new I'm and thinking, exciting? Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a uh, uh, an outstanding derby. All derbies are great. Yeah, some sure. are just more special than the others, and I think this has the opportunity to be one of those special ones. I think the top two favorites are going to be Epicenter and Zandon. Uh, Epicenter is trained by Steve Asmussen, who is. Uh, become the sport's all-time leading trainer. He did that last uh, last year at Saratoga. Uh, he's nearing 10,000 career wins now, and, and uh-huh. that's unbelievable, more than any trainer in, in United States history. Uh, but he's 0 for 23 in the Kentucky Derby. And wouldn't that uh, walk across the uh, the other side of the winner's circle, not the everyday winner's circle here at the Downs, but the, the Kentucky Derby winner's circle, uh, it would be a special moment for such a tremendous horseman in Steve Asmussen. The horses uh, checked all the boxes. I mean, he, he was spectacular this winter uh, at, at, at fairgrounds. He likes to be forwardly placed. He 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 ran uh, on or near the lead in nearly all of his races until the Louisiana Derby when he was he was uh, fortunate to get an education to sit back and relax, get some dirt kicked in his face. And he handled it so professionally and then kind of tipped out in the stretch and finished uh, powerfully. He checks all the boxes, but it's a little bit, you know, what have you done for me lately? I thought he would be an easy, uh, you know, maybe four to one, maybe a nine to two morning line favorite. We'll see next week once the post positions are drawn. But there's a lot of um, a lot of hype surrounding the Bluegrass Stakes winner, which happened more recently here in Kentucky. Uh, down at our uh, our neighboring racetrack in Lexington, Keeneland. The Bluegrass Stakes winner, Zandon. Uh-huh. Zandon for trainer Chad Brown. He just, he powered home to win the Bluegrass after trailing and sitting near the back of the field, almost at the head of the stretch. And uh, it was a fabulous patient ride by jockey Flavian Pratt, who was formerly California-based, who's now going to try his hand in, in New York. Flavian Pratt might be the best jockey in the United States right now. Him and Joel Rosario, and Rosario, by the way, rides epicenter. But he just, he swung Zandon out, and and that horse finished with tremendous power. I'm hoping he can be a little more forwardly placed in the Kentucky Derby, because I I do think that this year's race may lack a a, a quick pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, I think those top two horses, which will be the top two favorites, I yeah, mean, but you know what they all have in common? The racing is beautiful. I mean, these horses are doing what they're bred to do mm-hmm. and they're judged by it with W's and L's wins and losses. Right. And it's, it's, they're on this earth. They're mated, they're paired, they're birthed to compete. And then they're judged by it. It's, uh, I, I there aren't many other species that are like that i mean we go through life wondering are we doing what we're meant to be doing (laughs) you know um the horses are not thank you and really thanks for um this interview i i really wanted you to talk about the history and and the great people who work at churchill downs because all those people from the person who makes them at juleps to the person who cleans the bathroom and like you said the person who shines the chairs are all really important and make make that event so beautiful. So thank you.
Thanks well, a lot. Thank you. Thank okay. you so much for having me. Listening to the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Putting your pet on a diet doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy with Slim Paws. Slim Paws is a safe fat-fighting blend with natural ingredients like blueberries, but there's also vitamin B6 and leucine. All these ingredients help regulate energy and fat metabolism. And here's the best part: Slim Paws has been clinically tested and proven by a leading university that pets can lose weight on this program. All you have to do is give your pet a heart-shaped chew twice a day and really keep them moving with a little exercise. And you know what? In 90 days, he or she can lose about 20% of his body weight or her body weight if you follow the program. So take the 90-day Slim Paw Challenge with me and my dog, Cammie, and share your health and exercise ideas with us so we can all have healthier and happier dogs. Slim Paws is another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Well, the Kentucky Derby is more than a race. It's a standalone American tradition and the ultimate reason for a party. And I want to give you some tips and tricks to have the best party ever. If you're thinking about staying home and watching the Derby, why do it alone? It's an American tradition. Invite your friends over, have a get together. You know, I always say one of the most important things when having a Derby party is to really think about the guest list. You want to have some people who are definitely interested in racing. You know, think about it like this. You wouldn't want to have a Super Bowl party if there was only one or two people who liked the Super Bowl. You know, everyone wears their jerseys. But this way, if you have some racing fans there, it's great. They'll love to dress up. You know, they'll put hats on. They'll put their seersuckers on. And you can have a really dapper Kentucky Derby party with everyone dressed to impress. And that way, it's going to make always great photos. And, you know, once people kind of get dressed up, they put on a beautiful hat they're going to smile and look great in your pictures you know the other thing i always like to think is that the invitation sets the tone for your party you know each year that i've done a party i've always had a special designed invitation i like it it always involves horses and roses because as you know the kentucky derby is the greatest two minutes in sports but it's also a run for the roses so i always like to have those components in my invitation i also like to put on the invitation that we will do some betting. We do, we'll do some gaming. So they want to bring cash for that. You know, a lot of times, and I got this great idea from a friend of mine, Melissa Howard, who's a great hostess. She also likes to have a Kentucky Derby party. All the money that they raise, uh, she likes to donate to charity. So that's, that's a nice thing that you can do. Get everyone to game up and whoever wins the big pool can all be donated to charity. So that's, that's a lot of fun. You know, you can't have a great party without great food and drink. So, of course, you should have your mint juleps. Now, take it in consideration, mint juleps. Not everybody likes to drink bourbon. So what I like to do is I also like to have the Lily Oaks drink, the Lily. 
which is symbolic of the day before the Derby, that Friday when they have Oaks Day. And that's a vodka-based drink, and a lot, of, a lot of the ladies like that. And what I usually do when it comes to drinks is I usually have you know beer, wine, soda, and water, but I only have two featured drinks. Usually a good friend of mine, Sasha, likes to bartend at these parties, so he, he makes a great mint julep. We have all the ingredients. But what we do when he gets tired, we have two menu boards, and those boards specifically, and I put my bar in my library, and there's two menu boards, and they tell you exactly what you need, what ingredients, and which of the ingredients are on the table. And people can end up making their own drinks if they want a few more. Like I said, when Sasha, my friend who's a bartender, gets tired. So they have the beer, wine, and soda, but they can also make the drinks. And really, one of the things I really like to do, I like to do a little shopping before the party on the KY Derby site. That's kyderby.com. And that way, I buy the specific year glasses. So they always have the official Derby glasses. You get them at the Derby. They've been collectible over the years. And I like to serve the drinks in those glasses. And then before everyone goes home, we wash them out, we rinse them out, and they take them home with their little uh, gift bag, which is usually some bourbon balls and some bourbon rice crispy treats. So that's always a good thing to do. Now, the menu is important. You want to have that authentic Louisville, Kentucky assortment of uh, food. As Darren Rogers mentioned earlier, pimento cheese dip is a really big thing. I don't really like pimento cheese dip, so I make other um, other dips. And but I do make a hot brown. That is the hot brown is named after the famous Brown Hotel. It's basically an open faced turkey sandwich with bacon, tomatoes, and a lot of pecorino romano cheese. And the great thing about that particular dish, it can be served in the morning. It can be served at lunchtime. For dinner, it can be served even after a long, long party day. People tend to like it. Now, I will tell you this. You can find the recipe on the Brown Hotel website. Uh, it calls for Texas toast. I don't have available Texas toast, so you can use some brioche bread. If you actually look for the hot brown recipe, you might even see a cook-off with Bobby Flay and, uh, and the chef at the Brown Hotel uh, seeing who has the better hot brown. I always go with the Brown Hotel. But I will tell you the secret. I think the secret is candied bacon. They don't tell you that in the original recipe, but candied bacon makes it, just elevates the dish to a to another level. I have never had a person tell me my hot brown was not fantastic. So check out that recipe. A lot of things you want to do too is, you know, one year I made these uh, Johnny cakes. I played around with the recipe. I have a food past. I was married to a chef and I always like to cook. And I cook all the party, as I said earlier, for my Kentucky Derby Day parties, uh, which is fine. So I'm, I've got, you know, my nice outfit on and then a, a, an apron, of course, because I'm cooking. Hot browns have to be made to order because they do have to be piping hot. So I do some preparation the night before. But one year I made these great Johnny cakes, these uh, which are corn cakes, as many of you know. And I added a little uh, ham and spinach, some fresh corn that I shucked, and fried them up the night before and, and warmed them in the, in the oven. And I served them over a Kentucky bib lettuce uh, with a little salad, tomatoes and things. And then we had grilled peaches and gorgonzola. And it was such a fantastic dish. People still ask me for the recipe because they thought that was great. So, you know, places you can get great Kentucky Derby uh, fair recipes, you know, try Southern Living. They always have 
an enormous amount of recipes, which can include pulled pork and coleslaw, which is not uncommon. They have a stew called burgaboo, which is also, I think I said it right, burgaboo? I think it's burgaboo or burgaloo. Uh, another uh, great, uh, nice stew dish that you can prepare, uh, especially if it's a cooler day where you are. Just an abundance of food, a lot of Kentucky food makes it really great. The other thing is decoration. You know, like I said, you can go to KY Derby. You can buy plates. In addition to the glasses that I buy, I like to give as a gift, but they're plastic cups, they're paper plates, dinner plates, dessert plates, and napkins. So you always feel official. They even sell tablecloths there. I always order the streamers and the Run for the Roses balloons. So my house inside their balloons in every room, all of the TVs, and there's almost a TV in every room in my house, all of the TVs are actually playing. You can see the Kentucky Derby, whether you're in the library or in my office or the living room. You can walk around the house and and people gather around those TVs and they and they watch the race. But, you know, NBC starts the uh, Kentucky Derby show in the afternoon around two o'clock. So those TVs are on when guests come. They can, you know, check out what's going on, what's happening with the races. The other thing I do is I have a fairly large uh Kentucky Derby collection and horse racing uh, books around the house. And I put them on the table so people can see them. I also decorate on my dining room table where I put all the food. So it's nice to have your place looking very derby-ish. Even outside, we hang flags. I have flagpoles and we hang Kentucky Derby flags. This year, we'll have hang the flag for KY Derby 148. And a lot of people do all sorts of things. They do their whole yard up. You can go on uh, Amazon and find decorations, big horseshoes and racing colors and have jockeys running around your front lawn, which is always kind of fun. It also makes for a, a good photo op. A lot of times we put our, it's warm in Florida, so we put our step and repeat outside. And people like to pose right in front of the step and repeat as they walk into the house. Uh, and there's, we have a photographer and then, of course, we always have disposable cameras because some people bring their cell phones, some people don't. But we always have disposable cameras. And people like that, they snap pictures of themselves or they use their cell phone. And that's always a fun thing. And it's a nice memento. They've had a good time at your house. So these are all little things that you can do to, to kind of make that derby party super fun, super exciting and super focused. And it just really sets the tone. You can still pull off a wonderful party. You've got about a week or so. So it's never too late. It's all about the fun. The sun shines bright on the old Kentucky home. Tis summer, the children are gay. The corn tops ripe and the meadows in the blue while the birds make. Hi, I'm Julia with Tevra Pet, and today I'm going to be talking about Tevra Pet Muscle Relief Gel. First developed for racehorses at Churchill Downs, this powerful muscle relief formula features a potent blend of pure green-lipped muscles sourced from New Zealand. Tevra Pet Muscle Relief Gel helps improve mobility with quick and powerful results. This product works great for senior dogs, like Skye. Tevra Pet. Happy tails start here. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz.
So the Kentucky Derby is about eight days away, and I want to share some interesting content with you all. Timetoplay.com, the analyzed 30 years of Kentucky Derby winners and identified some really interesting patterns that I thought would help you. But I really wanted just to share the information because it's super cool. So joining us today is Ben Trainer. He's the digital PR strategist at Time to Play. By the way, Ben, I love your tagline, online gaming site where you don't get played. I thought that was really kind of fun. I like that a lot. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much. You know, as someone who works in marketing, that means a lot to me. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. So let's talk about your research. I want to know what makes a winner. So in the last 30 years, how many KY Derby winners were born in Kentucky? Yeah, it, it's quite a few. So 21 of the last 30 were born in Kentucky. And you know, that really doesn't come as a surprise for uh, someone like myself who's been in that area a lot. You've certainly been there. Um, and there are so many horses being bred and raised in the area, just really close to Churchill Downs. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the limestone in the water or the calcium in the water. I mean, you know, they always say maybe that's why the bourbon's so good. It could be that Kentucky bluegrass that they're eating. You never know. Hey, yeah, I wish. Unfortunately, that Kentucky bluegrass doesn't grow in Florida because it is absolutely lovely. Okay, so let's get back to your research. How many geldings and coats have won the first leg of the Triple Crown? And what was the average time to finish the race? Yeah, so I only looked back at 30 years, but uh-huh. uh, since then, there have been 28 Colts and just uh-huh. two Geldings to win the Derby. Um, the Geldings were in 2009, there was Mind That Bird, which was a bit of a surprise. And of course, Funny Side in 03, uh, who was a huge fan favorite and also went on to win the Preakness. Um, and in the last 30 years, the average time of winners was two minutes, f- two minutes, four and two fifths of a second. So it's a lot faster than I could get around the track. I wonder, I don't remember, how fast did Secretariat finish? You know, it, it's, I, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I'm sure it was near the top. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you know, who could, you know, year after year, I think you always think about the greatest horse, Secretariat. Yeah, exactly. You know, Secretariat's like, if you wanted to compare it to another sport, like, you know, Jack Nicholas in golf or Babe Ruth, just a legend whose name will always be synonymous with the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, one of the biggest factors in horse racing with horse racing junkies is post position. I can't wait until Wednesday. It's actually, you know, I spend so much time getting my house ready for the party. I put out the Kentucky Derby books. I've got TVs in all the rooms going on. But the one, the sole party I have by myself is I sit with some bourbon and I watch the post position. So what post position has produced the most winners? Well, I'll preface this by saying this this seems to matter more to some people than to others. Right. Um, there, there's really not a huge difference if you look at the real history of the race. Uh-huh. But um, in the last 30 years, four winners have come from position 16. So maybe that one does have the history of producing a little magic or giving the horse and jockey a little extra spark. You know, post position, it matters, but then it doesn't matter because you, there's a million other factors up until the day of the race. I mean, the weather could matter. Kentucky always seems to rain, even though they might say it's sunny. You know, you some, you know, in the morning when you're listening to the radio, getting ready to go to Churchill Downs, maybe somebody pulls out of the race. So 
there's a million factors. It changes all the time. But horse racing junkies, they always that they love to sit down and watch the post position drama yep. and see what's going <laughs> to happen. See how everyone's dressed and you know the camaraderie. It's yeah, and, and I would time. imagine, you know, even though uh, there's nothing really scientific behind it, I, I bet if you ask any jockey, they would have a favorite post position mm-hmm. and, and they would choose their post position if they were allowed to. Okay, so no, I think you're absolutely right. So now let's get down to details that really matter. You mentioned jockeys. Let's talk jockeys. What's the average age of a winning jockey um, and which jockeys have won the most? Now, we know you've only covered the last 30 years. Yeah, exactly. So unlike, you know, some of the other sports where people in their young 20s, their early 30s tend to dominate uh, for for Kentucky Derby winners, 36 seems to be the uh, the sweet spot. So the average age of a winner would be 36. Wow. Um, Excuse me. I said, wow. You know, that's that's kind of old in sports. But then again, look at Tom Brady. Oh, exactly. Look at Tom Brady. He's he's setting records still at what is he? 55 by now. Um, <laughs> but no, no, exactly. 36. I, I think that's the age where they're still, you know, physically able to do it, but they have the the mental acumen and, and the, the wisdom that comes with the age where they can really dominate. So which jockeys have won the most in the last 30 years? Yeah, you know, you asked me that, and I don't have the study in front of me, unfortunately, so I would have to refer you to the study on that one. Well, you know, we're going to post your card, so we can put that on our social media channel so everyone can check it out. Well, if you've just joined us, we're speaking with Ben Trainer of TimeToPlay.com, the online gaming site where you don't get played. Okay, colors matter, they always say, but in your research, it's not the color of the racing silks, but it's the color of the contenders. What's the winning horse's color? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. But I, I'll, I'll go back to the racing silks a little. Aren't those beautiful? Um, I mean, of course, not as beautiful as the, the bed of roses. But um, yeah, the colors are just incredible. But if we're talking about coat color, coat um, color. half the winners in the last uh, 30 years, 15 horses, they have been bay colored. So for those unfamiliar, bay can be arranged from a dull red to even a yellowish brown. There's quite a bit of range there. That's interesting. It's funny because so many people, when they don't know what to bet, especially the ladies, they like, they sometimes will just wildly bet on the color of the racing silks, you know? I think yeah, that's, absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Okay, what farms have produced the most winners? Yep, so there are two farms that have produced uh, multiple winners in the last 30 years. So Redham Racing um, with I'll Have Another in 2012, and then again in 2016 with Nyquist. And then if we go back in time a little bit, uh, the farm of Robert and Beverly Lewis, they have two wins with Silver Charm in 97 mm-hmm. and Charismatic in 99. I think it's, you know, it's nice to know this trivia. It's kind of fun. And it's actually, it's something to talk about. And it's some information that you guys could do, like a little contest if you're having a home Kentucky Derby party and you do have some racing enthusiasts. Okay, let's talk about the favorite. What is your research reveal about the top pick or, you know, everyone's favorite pick? Well, let me just preface this by saying, don't put any money down based on my word. But <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if the research does tell us that the the 
pedigree of a winner, if you will, is going to start in the 16th position, uh, be a bay-colored colt that is ridden by a 36-year-old jockey. So as you said, the, the, the post positions haven't even been set yet, so we don't even know if this ideal horse will exist this time around. Sure. And also, a lot of, win- a lot of the top picks never win, right? Exactly. Everyone loves an upset. I mean, I'm a huge college basketball fan myself, and the the upsets are the most exciting part. So um, just to see, you know, uh, uh, just an underdog come from behind, there's nothing like it, especially in the Derby. Of course, mine of that bird. Remember? Oh, I, I can still I can still hear the call in my head. <laughs> I know it's totally crazy. I mean, and you just think about, you know, well, last year it's funny because last year I picked Medina Spirit. Oh. Very good. So it was funny because I usually do an old school gambling. I have mason jars and they're all decorated and they have the horse's name and everyone puts their money with a clip on it with just, you know, whatever. And uh, usually and we we do a little we don't do you know, we do 20 bucks or 50 bucks. It depends who's coming to town. Uh, to it's, my it's, house. Enough to, it's enough to, you know, buy dinner, but not enough to, to break you if you lose. It's a lot of fun. And I actually cook all the food at my party, which takes me about two days to do. And I actually make hot browns made to order. Oh, so uh, I'm all dressed up wearing an apron uh, and a fascinator because I can't wear a hat when I cook. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really great and, and a, a very helpful summary. Before you go, give sure. us your website. It's time to play.com. That's time. The number two play.com. Ben, thanks so much. It was a lot of fun. Let me hey, know. Thank you. I'm looking forward to that uh, derby party invite in the mailbox. <laughs> you have to take care of your dog's mouth, but don't you hate the brushing session? It's so difficult with him squirreling around, trying to get away, gagging on the toothbrush. Well, Tever Brand's Twist and Lick Oral Care Gel is a solution for a brush-free, no-hassle system that helps you take care of your dog's mouth with ease. All you have to do once a week is twist the bottom of the container and let your dog lick the gel. Featuring Prolong technology, the active ingredients are time-release, combating tartar and plaque, whitening and brightening teeth, and contributing to fresh breath. Bottom line, now you and your dog can share fresh kisses with Tevra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Looking to make a big score by betting on KY Derby this year or learning about how to bet, my next guest is going to give us some gaming scoop. Joining us today is Johnny Avella, one of the best gaming mentors a girl could have. Johnny has worked in the gaming industry in Las Vegas since 1979, but for opening the Win Sportsbook in 2005, he spent 15 years at Bally's and also worked for the Sportsbook at the Sands and the Las Vegas Hilton. He was actually brought to DraftKings to launch and oversee DraftKings land-based sports book. 
Okay, well, Johnny, welcome back to the Pet Buzz. We're so glad you're here to talk about the Kentucky Derby and gaming, giving us a little gaming primer so we we can learn some more about uh, betting on KY Derby and the contenders. So yeah. welcome back. I'm glad you're here. It's always good to see you. Uh, how's it going at DraftKings? What's happening there? Oh, well, you know, it's not not much, just a little bit of uh, NFL draft and NBA playoffs, NHL uh, playoffs to start soon, uh, golf every week, plus majors uh, and any other event that you could possibly think of that we are taking bets on. So not much, Charlotte, not not much at all. Do you ever get any sleep? Actually, I sleep pretty well these days. Um <laughs> Because you're working all the time, you know, yes. it's kind of funny. So let's talk Derby. Um, Johnny, what's the best way to increase racing knowledge before betting on the Derby? Yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of sites out there, Charlotte, that, that people should go to, even if you're a novice or a professional, that give you information on the horses, workouts, uh, who's involved, uh, any chatter out there that, you know, might be beneficial for you uh, on your betting uh you know, on your betting offerings that you're going to make. Daily racing form, uh, you know, a, a leader for mm -hmm. many, many years, a couple hundred years, so DRF.com. So a couple of places there to go to get uh, some knowledge on maybe what's happening now in the world of racing in general and, of course, the upcoming derby. You know, it's great to have expert opinion. Do you think it's a good idea to watch some uh, or review some replays? Because a lot of people are kind of interested. I mean, I think more experienced you know, gamblers are a little bit more interested in seeing how the horses run. Or actually, you even told me this. See if the horses run at Churchill Downs before, correct? Yeah, I think that helps. You know, it's funny how you say watch replays of horses. Uh, I remember I used to have guys come in the books uh, that, uh, that I've run with a VCR and, <laughs> and, and tapes of horse races where they would watch the races before they would make their bet on, uh, you know, on a particular race. They're good. Those guys are called trip handicappers. Uh, trip they handicappers. Watch, trip okay. handicappers. They watch some of the former trips. Now, I wouldn't advise anybody to get uh, that deep into it, but you can go back and watch some of the races like the, the uh, you know, the, the derby at the, the uh, fairgrounds uh, mm -hmm. race just recently. Uh, you can go back, watch the Santa Anita Derby. Uh, you can go back and watch uh, some of these prep races leading up to the Derby and uh, get a gauge is maybe a horse had some trouble along the way. And maybe your feelings are maybe if he didn't have that trouble, he would have won the race. And therefore, that's the horse I'm going to pick and maybe get some good value on him. I think you were talking about Louisiana. Was that what the, yeah. Louisiana Derby. Thank you. you. Know, it's, it's funny, but, uh, you know, a lot of experienced uh, uh, folks have, in your line of work, I always refer to that one. And I, I don't know why. Is there something special about that that uh, that race that people uh, It's been in existence for, you know, 100 years. Mm -hmm. It's uh, they do run a couple of other prep races leading up to that at the same track, like the Risen Star. Uh, and it's just the, it's a tradition. It's like yeah. their tradition. Right. Yeah. So um, I think it'll be definitely a different uh, race this year without Bob Bafford. And, you know, he doesn't have access to Churchill Downs for about three years. But, you know, it gives other people a chance. So uh, we can cross our fingers that we still have a good race. Let's talk about the odds a little bit, because a lot of people are always confused about the odds and and what they mean in horse racing. And, and then can you talk also a little bit about how they're determined by Churchill Downs? 
Yeah, there's a, there's an odd uh, an odds maker at the track, Mike Battaglia. Uh, Mike makes the initial odds, and that's a gauge for people to kind of make their wagers. He's I can guarantee it. A lot of those horses won't go off anywhere near the price that he sets, but at least it's a gauge to for guidance. Uh, and then the money filters into the pool, the paramutual pool. And the way a paramutual pool works is that all the money that goes into that pool, the track will take out 15% roughly. That's all dispersed until the places that are actually taking the bet. So if you had a, a, a simulcast outlet, Charlotte's simulcast outlet, and the people came into your place and made the bet, you would get the 15% and then you'd have to pay the track back a, a certain portion. And then all the other 85% of that money is dispersed among the winners. That's just for that one pool win. And there's a pool for place. There's a place, a pool for show. There's a pool for trifectas. There's a pool for superfectas. There's a pool for everything. And so that's how paramutual works. All about the money. It sounds like all about the money. Okay. So you know, this is really interesting because so many people have different theories, you know, about when is the time to bet on the race. Some people will make a few bets up until the race. Um, some people want to make a bet after the post position. When is the best time to bet on a race? That's an interesting case study, I guess we might say, is because most bettors bet just before the race goes off because they want to see what the odds are before they make their bet. Because the closing odds are the odds that you actually receive. Even if you bet a horse that's 10 to 1, you know, right now, by the time the race goes off, he may be 8 to 1, he may be 12 to 1. So you get whatever the closing odds are. Uh, my theory is if you really like a horse, go ahead and bet him. You don't want the odds to dictate and change your mind. But if you're really looking for a certain price and you want to make sure you're getting that price, then you're going to have to wait until the last minute or so to be able to make that wager to see if you are getting that. So the school of thought is don't wait too long because you might get shut out and not get sure. your bet in at all. Sure. Okay. So the best bets to place on the race, what about for new players or players looking to explore or even adventure seekers? You know, do you do the straight win, exacta, trifecta? Yeah. You know, a straight win is, uh, is a good way to bet for your first timers. But if you really want to take a shot at the so-called jackpot, maybe put some telephone numbers together, so to speak, the trifectas and superfectas for the Derby really pay a lot of money. A, a lot of times, if you can get even the favorite in there and a couple of longer shots, you know, you could turn a dollar bet into $500 quite easily. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, superfectas and trifectas, if you're going to, Bet them. Uh, I'm not really a trifecta or superfecta better, but on this race, I may dabble in it just because the pools are so big and the odds are very fair. Now, I, you, you mentioned you might, but DraftKings doesn't cover horse racing yet, correct? That is correct. I hope to tell you when we do this interview next year, Charlotte, yeah. that at DraftKings, we are up and running for derby bets. But uh, at this time, we're, we're still pursuing and navigating the waters. Well, everyone, that was Johnny Avello, the living legend himself. He continues to teach me and a multitude of other folks about the gaming industry. Now, folks, last advice, place your bets. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. It's always too soon 
to end the show, especially if it's uh, in celebration or special derby programming. Before we go, we want to give you a preview for next week's show. So next week on the Pet Buzz, Jody Kovitz from Vester will be joining us and she'll talk about having a pet-friendly workplace, which I think is going to be really interesting as a way to attract and retain key talent. Also, Bill Bocat from the National Animal Supplement Council, he'll be joining us to talk about how to buy appropriate supplements for our pet. And of course, I want to thank our guests. So I want to thank Darren Rogers from Churchill Downs, a communications director. Uh, it's always great to have Darren on the show. Ben Trainer, new guest for us from Time to Play, a gaming site where you don't get played. I love that tagline. And of course, Johnny Avello, a good friend, a mentor to me, uh, giving us the scoop on techniques on how to pick a winner at the Kentucky Derby. So I wish everybody a great Derby. Uh, it's always fun partying down on the Derby, whether you go to Churchill Downs for Derby weekend or whether you stay home and, ha and have a great party. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors. That's the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And of course, Tevra Brands, established because of the need to make it easier to care for your pets, family, and home. We thank them. And if you have a question, team at thepetbuzz.com. We will answer your question. We'll cover it on next week's show. Peace out and pet love. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. Tever Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Tever Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. Tever Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. They call me Prince like I'm royalty or something. But the places I've lived ain't no palaces. So I don't need grilled salmon or a new scratching post. Just give me a cardboard box and a can of tuna and we're good. You can even change my name. I'm cool being the kitty formerly known as Prince. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. 